فَلَمَّا جَاءَ آلَ لُوطٍ الْمُرْسَلُونَ Then when the messengers, meaning the angels, they came to the family of Lut a.s. And the family of Lut a.s. basically includes who? Lut a.s. and his daughters. Daughters. The daughters are being called Al, family. قَالَ He said, Lut a.s. said, إِنَّكُمْ قَوْمٌ مُنْكَرُونَ You are a people that are munkarun, unknown. Munkar is what? That which is rejected. What is it that you reject? Avoid what you don't know, what you don't recognize. So munkarun doesn't mean you are rejected and you're despised. No, it just means that you're strangers. I'm sorry, have we met before? Do I know you? I don't recognize you. Qawm munkarun. So we see that even Lut did not recognize the angels. Why? Because the angels came in the form of human beings. And why? Because he was a human being, Lut He himself was a human being. Yes, he was a messenger, but he did not possess the knowledge of the unseen, just as Ibrahim did not. قَالَ إِنَّكُمْ قَوْمٌ مُنْكَرُونَ قَالُوا The angel said, بَلْ جِئْنَاكَ Rather, we have come to you بِمَا with that which كَانُوا They were فِيهِ in it يَمْتَرُونَ They were disputing. We have brought that very thing that your people have been disputing about. They have been doubting about. Yamtarun is from Mim Ra Ya. Miriyah. What is Miriyah? Doubt. And Imtira is to argue about something. Why? Because you're doubtful of it. You don't take it. You don't buy it. You don't want to accept it. So this is why you keep arguing about it. This is Imtira. Now when the messengers of Allah, they conveyed the message to their people, what was the reaction of the people most of the time? Rejection. When the prophets warned them that if you continue this way, then Allah will punish. So did the people accept? No. They argued. They rejected. So the angel said that we have brought that very thing that your people have been doubting. That your people have been arguing with you about. And what is that? What is that? The punishment which they were not willing to accept. Meaning, they wouldn't accept that, okay, if we disbelieve, we're going to be punished. No way. We're not going to be punished. And many times this happens, that we are given warnings. If you do this, these are the consequences. If you do this, these are the repercussions. But what happens? We don't want to accept it. So we persist in our ways, and then eventually what happens? Our greatest fears come true. What we did not believe in comes true before us. وَأَتَيْنَاكَ بِالْحَقِّ They said, and we have brought you the truth. وَإِنَّا لَصَادِقُونَ And indeed we are truthful. Remember, when the angels came to Ibrahim they said, we have brought you the truth. Meaning, this is definitely going to happen. You are going to have a child. And when they came to Lut again they are saying, وَأَتَيْنَاكَ بِالْحَقِّ We have brought you the truth. وَإِنَّا لَصَادِقُونَ We are truthful. Meaning, this punishment is definitely going to come to your people. On the one hand, we see the angels are bringing good news of the birth of a child to Ibrahim And on that same mission, that same journey, they're coming to Lut with the news of the punishment of who? An entire nation. An entire nation. anni anal rahim. Allah is merciful. On one hand. And on the other hand, وَأَنَّ عَذَابِي هُوَ الْعَذَابُ الْأَلِيمُ It is painful punishment. So for some, is rahmah. 
and for some is punishment. فَأَسْرِ بِأَهْلِكَ Lut عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ is told, so travel with your family. And أَسْرِ Isra. What is Isra? To travel in the night. So in other words, set out with your family, take your daughters with you, when in the night time. بِقِطْعٍ In a portion. قِطْعٍ قِطْعٍ is a piece of something. So set out from your home, leave everything, go, leave the city, when بِقِطْعٍ in a portion, in a layl of the night. Meaning when a certain part of the night is over, then leave. Leave. وَاتَّبِعْ أَدْبَارَهُمْ And when you leave, follow, أُلُوتْ You should follow أَدْبَارَهُمْ their backs. Meaning whose backs? Of your family members. Make your family walk in front of you, and you should be where? Walking at the back. وَلَا يَلْتَفِتْ And he should not look around. He should not turn around. يَلْتَفِتْ إِلْتَفَتَ إِلْتِفَاتْ You should know iltifat by now. What is iltifat in salah? To look here, there. To turn, you know, to the right or to the left. This is iltifat. So, لا يلتفت. He should not turn around and look back. No. لا يلتفت منكم أحدٌ From you, anyone. No one is allowed to look back. وَنْضُوا And continue on, keep going. حَيْثُ تُؤْمَرُونَ Where you are commanded. وَنْضُوا is from meme, ضَاد, يَا, مُضِي. And مُضِي is to go away, to leave something. And مَاضِي from the same root is used for past tense. Because what has happened in the past, you've left it. So over here, وَمْضُو means keep going. Because when you keep going, when you keep moving on, then what happens? You're leaving behind lots of things, lots of memories, lots of places. So وَمْضُو continue حَيْثُ تُؤْمَرُونَ where you have been commanded. Now, many things are mentioned in this ayah. First of all, Lut islam is told, leave in the night. Leave during the night. Why? Why leave during the night and not in the daytime? So that no one from his nation would see him leave. This is just as the Prophet ﷺ was told to do hijrah. At what time? During the night. He left at night time. So, فَأَسْرِ بِأَهْلِكَ بِقِطْعٍ مِنَ اللَّيْلِ Secondly, he is told, وَاتَّبِعْ أَدْبَارَهُمْ When you leave with your family, you should be walking. Where? In the front? Leading the group? No, at the back. Why? Guarding your group. Because you see, a leader generally is in the front of the people. When? When the leader is to be followed. Like for example, in salah. The imam is in the front and the rest of the congregation is behind him. Why? Because the people are meant to follow the imam. And if they have to follow him, he better be in the front so that they can see him. Right? But remember that the prophets of Allah were not just leaders. They were not just leaders. They were also shepherds of their flocks. They were also to take care of them and protect them and preserve them. Just like a shepherd. Where does he walk with his sheep? In the front? No, at the back. Haven't you seen those images? You know, a flock of sheep and the shepherd is walking at the back. Why? Because he has to make sure all the animals are safe. They're going in the right direction. He has to keep his eyes on them. So remember that leadership does not just mean you're up on the podium and you're being followed. No. It also means that you are at the back checking, making sure everything is happening. Just like a mother, what does she do? 
She teaches, but then she also follows up. So, وَاتَّبِعْ أَدْبَارَهُمْ Thirdly, they're told, وَلَا يَلْتَفِتْ مِنْكُمْ أَحَدٌ No one should turn back. No one should look back. Why? Because if they would look back, then what would happen? They would end up seeing the punishment descending on the people. And such you know, scenes, they're very, very difficult to absorb. They're very difficult to live with such memories, such images. You know, people who return from war, what happens? They go into depression sometimes. It's very, very traumatizing. And this is just a war. And the punishment that was meant to descend on the people of Lut, very, very difficult to see. So this is one reason that they were told not to look back. Another reason why they were told not to look back is that when you look Imagine, if Lut would look back, do you think he would feel pity for his people? Yes, for sure. Huh? And the thing is that at this time, the people of Lut they had lost all their chances and they did not deserve any pity. This is just like Fir'aun. Fir'aun, how many chances was he given? So many. And then what happened? When he was drowning, at that time he started saying that, I believe, I believe. So in some narrations we learned that Jibreel started putting mud in Fir'aun's mouth because he didn't want that Fir'aun should say such words that would bring Allah's mercy to him. He wanted that Fir'aun should be punished now. He hated Fir'aun. Hmm? So likewise, Lut was told, don't even look back. Nobody have any pity on these people because they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Also, remember that when you've left something, when you've left something, then you really need to detach yourself from it. Physically and emotionally and mentally. In every way. You have to detach yourself from it. If you keep looking at it, then what will happen? You would want to go back to it. Hmm? So, Lut is basically being told, just move on from this now. Move on. Because the prophets were very, very kind and affectionate towards their people. Even though their people rejected them and were harsh with them, the prophets always wanted the best for their people. So Lut is being told, just go, leave them, don't look back. You've left them. They're over. Forget them, in other words. And from this we learn a very important life lesson. That if there's anything that we intend to leave, whether it's a sin, you know, or something that wastes our time, then you know what? Get rid of it in such a way that you don't even look at it. You cannot even see it. Because if you keep seeing it, then what will happen? You know, it's just like in the month of Ramadan when everybody's fasting. Do you have food laid out on the table all the time? Do you have snacks all the time? No. Do you have them on the stove? No. Why? Because if you have them, then what will happen? You will want to eat, you will want to drink. So, because I'm not supposed to eat right now, put the food away. I don't want to see it. Right? And if you have to go to the mall and there's a food court, what do you say? You know what? I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go through some other way. I don't want to pass through the food court. I don't want to smell that food because it makes me feel hungry. It makes me want to eat. And it makes my fast even more difficult. So this dunya, right? What do we learn about this? That a dunya yawm, this life, this world is just for one day. And, وَلَنَا فِيهِ صَوْمٌ 
and we are fasting. So there is many, many wrong things from which we have to hold ourselves back. And once we've left them, then just don't look back. Move on. Move on. This is similar to how, you know, if a person is addicted to music and they're struggling to leave it, and they say, okay, you know what, I'm not going to listen to it, but it's still in my iTunes library. Really? If you leave it in your library, what's going to happen? It's going to end up on your phone. It's going to end up on your iPod. Right? And then, obviously you're going to end up listening to it. So make that detachment easy for yourself. Leave it and don't look back. And you know what? Inshallah, you won't miss it. You will not miss it. You know when we miss things? When we keep looking at them. When we keep admiring them. So لا يلتفت أحد منكم Don't look back at all. وَانْضُوا حَيْثُ تُؤْمَرُونَ And be focused. Go where you have to go. You know the Prophet ﷺ, it was his habit that when he would be walking, he would not look back. And this is actually mentioned in Sahih Bukhari. That the Prophet ﷺ, when he would be walking, he would not look back. Who looks back? Imagine somebody is walking and constantly looking back. And then bump into something. Who? Either you're afraid, or you're not sure about where you're going, or there's something wrong with you. Because if you're going in this direction, you better look in that direction. Right? So, وَمْضُوا حَيْثُ تُؤْمَرُونَ Be focused. وَقَضَيْنَا إِلَيْهِ And we conveyed to him Qadayna from qada. Qada means decree. Qada ila. When the word qada is followed by ila, it means to convey. To convey. To let the other know. To inform clearly. So qadayna ilayhi gives the meaning of awhayna ilayhi. Meaning we did wahi to him. We informed him. We informed him, we conveyed to him the decree, ذلك amr, that matter. Which matter of the punishment? That anna that dabira, the root, haulai of these people, maktu'un, it will be cut off, musbihin by early morning. Meaning, by the time these people will enter the morning, they'll be finished. Lut was told, you leave in the night, and by next morning, there will be no morning for your people. They'll be finished. So what happened? وَجَاءَ أَهْلُ الْمَدِينَةِ يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ Lut he's informed about all of this by the angels. And while the angels are still there, what happens? The people of the city, they came to him, يَسْتَبْشِرُوا Rejoicing. Very happy and excited. Why were the people happy and excited? Because these visitors had come. These outsiders, foreigners have come. And they have something that we can loot, that we can take away from them. If not, then we can sexually enjoy them. Because this is what these people would do. Take away the belongings of the people and also harass them in this way. So, وَجَاءَ أَهْلُ الْمَدِينَةِ يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ Excited, happy. Has it ever happened with you that you go to a new place and people look at you as if you're an alien? Hmm? Like for example, I remember as a child we traveled to certain places in Pakistan, me and my family, in this particular village. Okay, We went to and my dad is driving through the streets struggling to find his way. And all these children, they just flood the streets as if something has come, you know, as if an airplane has come. They're just amazed. Oh, wow, a car? 
A car? You know, it's so fascinating. What does it show? That it's different for them. It's new for them. And children do this, right? If adults start doing this, that, oh wow, look who has come. Everybody come and see. Everybody come and see. What does it show? I mean, death. Ignorance. That, okay, you've seen them. Now go do what you were doing. Don't leave everything in your life and come to watch just a car. Okay, you saw it. You know, nice car. Okay, take a few pictures. But then go away, please. Go do what you have to do. You know, like recently somebody shared a video with me of this YouTube uh, superstar or something, Muslim guy. He's in the UK and he says that I'm going to be at the Spark. Everybody, you know, if you want to come see me there. Allahu Akbar. And all these women in hijab, the way they're running, 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 running. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. That poor guy had to be taken away by the police. If you have caught a glimpse of him that you so badly desire, once you've seen him, please go back to work. Why do you have to crowd around that area and create a stampede, literally, where people's lives and properties are in danger? This attitude is of jahl, pure ignorance. Our religion is a religion that teaches us organization and discipline. Our salah is not a mass crowd just you know doing what they want. No, look at how organized the salah is. Look at how organized the hajj is. Right? How organized the hajj is. But in the rest of our lives, when we see something new, we forget all the rules of discipline. We forget everything. As if we're being driven by our desires. So likewise, these people, they came. يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ Wow, wow. Three men, foreigners. What have they got? They must have got some stuff. If not, look at how handsome they are. يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ In Surah Hud, we learn, وَجَاءَهُ قَوْمُ يُهْرَعُونَ إِلَيْهِ And his people came hastening to him. قَالَ السلام, He sensed that trouble. That these people have not come with a good intention. They're going to cause some trouble. And he felt afraid for his guests, for his visitors. He said, He said, these are my guests. فَلَا تَفْضَحُونَ Do not shame me. تَفْضَحُونَ Notice the kasra under the noon. تَفْضَحُونِ This ni is an abbreviation of ni with a ya. Okay? Ya meaning me. So تَفْضَحُونِ means you do not embarrass me. تَفْضَحُونَ is from فَضْح. And فَضْح is disgrace. What kind of disgrace? When someone lets out your secrets, okay, or maybe your faults, or anything whose exposure is a cause of embarrassment for you. Okay? Whose exposure is a cause of embarrassment for you. Has it ever happened that you have guests over and... You know, some children, maybe they're your siblings or your own children or your cousins, children, whoever. They come and they start talking about such random things that it's embarrassing. Huh? Or they start telling the guests about things that they should not be telling them about. You know, for example, they say, you know, yesterday we went to Costco and we did this and we bought this and we bought this and, you know, everything's in the basement because it doesn't fit in our garage anymore. Because our garage is too full. It's embarrassing. So then what do the parents do? Shh, shh, quiet. Go get the iPad. Go turn the TV on. You know, go away. Because it's embarrassing. Right? So 
those things may be very normal for you, but when they're exposed, they're embarrassing. So Lut says, come on, these are my guests, don't embarrass me. Why does Lut feel embarrassed? Because if his guests are harassed, their things are taken away by force, they're sexually, physically harassed, then obviously that is an embarrassment for Lut That this is the kind of people you have? This is your nation? Is this how they treat their visitors, their guests? So, falat of dahuni, come on, have some decency. Don't embarrass me, don't humiliate me. Falat of dahuni. Wattakullaha and fear Allah. Wala tukhzuni and do not disgrace me. Khizi. Khizi is humiliation. Meaning, don't humiliate me in front of my guests. That you harm my guests and I am not able to protect them and I am humiliated basically. You know, it's like when children don't listen to you. Is that humiliating? When children don't listen to you, whether they're your own or your sister's children or whoever, when they don't listen to you, is that humiliating? Quite humiliating. So imagine if adults are not listening. Lut is telling them, Fear Allah, don't mistreat my guests. Wala tukhzuni, don't humiliate me. Qalu, the people said, أَوَلَمْ nanhaka, Have we not stopped you, anil alamin from the worlds? Meaning, have we not forbidden you before that you should not go on protecting the entire world? Who said that you are the mommy of the entire world? You know, it's like if there is a person who gets very concerned about the welfare of others, people mock at him. They mock at such individuals. That, oh, are you going to go save all the cats of the world? Are you going to go take care of all the turtles of the world? Just, you know what, leave everything, worry about your own self. And unfortunately, there are such rude people and such people who like oppression that when they see someone running around to help others, this is how they ridicule them. So likewise, the people of Lut said, have we not told you before not to protect the entire world? Why are you going on becoming the guardian of all the people? That each time there are some travelers you know, or some visitors, and we want to make use of them, you come up in order to defend them. We've told you so many times, get out of our way, let us do our business. Let us do our business. أَوَلَمْ nanhaka عَنِ الْعَالَمِينَ What does this show to us about the character of Lut Was he just a person who was concerned about himself? About his own salah, his own ibadah, his own family? And that was it? That was all his life was about? No. He cared for others also. He stood up for the rights of the helpless. He spoke out for those who were made speechless. He defended those who were defenseless. And this was the quality of Lut salam, and it was also the quality of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know when the Prophet ﷺ, when he received the first revelation and he came home and he was frightened for himself, and Khadija radiallahu anha, she asked him what had happened, and he said that, I'm afraid for myself. And Khadija radiallahu anha said that, Wallah, by Allah, Allah is not going to harm you. La yukhzik Allahu abada. Allah is not going to humiliate you. Why? Because you help the oppressed. You carry the weight, the burden of other people. Meaning you fight for the rights of those who cannot fight for their own rights. You stand up for others. 
So this was the quality of Lut also. So much so that his people had to keep telling him, stop it, stop it. Don't come in our way. Let us do what we want. أَوَلَمْ نَنْهَكَ عَنِ الْعَالَمِينَ قَالَ Lut he didn't give up. He said, هَأُولَا إِبَنَاتِ These are my daughters. My daughters? Either it was his own daughters or it was the women of his nation. And remember that a prophet is like a father to his nation just as his wives are um, ummahat al-mu'mineen. Right? So he said, these are my daughters, meaning these are the women in kuntum fa'ilin. If you really want to do it, meaning if you really want to fulfill your desires, do it the halal way. Here, get married to them. Do nikah. And this shows to us something very important that when someone is forbidden from doing something haram, Give them a halal option also. Give them a halal option also. Show them the way out. You know, it's like people, when their parents find out that their son or their daughter is in a haram relationship, they say, that's it. You either stop speaking to them or you don't know us. You don't know us. Get out of the house. But is this going to solve the problem? No. It's not going to solve the problem. You kick them out of the house, where do you think they're going to go? You emotionally destroy them, you torture them. Who do you think they're going to turn to for support, for comfort? Who do you think they're going to go to? So when they're being forbidden from something haram, then a halal option must be given. So for example, you know there are many wise parents who just want to save the iman of their children. And even though they don't like you know, the girl that their son is going out with, She's from a different culture, sometimes, you know, from the Ahlul Kitab, but they bite the bullet and they say, you know what, it's okay. Do nikah. Do nikah. At least don't live in a haram relationship. Do nikah. Even though they think it's a disgrace to the entire family image and so on and so forth, but at least they're being saved from something haram. You know what's going on? People are forbidden from getting married, young adults. You cannot get married until you've completed your education, until you have this, until you have this, until you have this. Halal is made impossible, and haram is made very much possible. Lut gave them an option. He said, هَأُولَاءِ بَنَاتِي إِن كُنْتُمْ فَاعِلِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَعَمْرُكْ By your life. Meaning, O Prophet wasallam, by your life. La over here is of qasm. Okay? Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing an oath by the age, Amr. Amr meaning Umr, age, life of ka, you, meaning the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swearing an oath by the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Does it mean that we can do the same thing? If Allah is doing that, why can't we? Because we are His slaves. Okay? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do whatever He wants. لا يسأل عما يفعل وهم يسألون. He is not questioned about what he does, whereas the people will be questioned. We are accountable. So remember that Allah subhanahu wa taala can take an oath by anything from His creation. وَالشَّمْسِ وَضُحَاهَا وَالْقَمَرِ إِذَا تَلَاهَا Right. وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَى وَالسَّمَاءِ وَمَا بَنَاهَا So Allah subhanahu wa taala can swear an oath by anything, but as for us. The creation, the people, the servants, we swear oaths by who? By who? Allah alone. Allah, His names and attributes. Alright? Why? Because when you take an oath by someone, 
you regard them as very, very respectful. Taking an oath means that you are making them a witness. You are making them a witness. Alright? So this is why we are allowed to swear oaths only by who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a hadith we learned the Prophet ﷺ said, Do not swear by your fathers or by your mothers or by rivals to Allah, meaning idols. And swear by Allah only. And swear by Allah only when you are speaking the truth. In another hadith we learned that the Prophet ﷺ said, Do not swear by idols nor by your fathers. So not father, not mother, not any object, not your head, not somebody else's head, nothing. The Qur'an is the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is Allah's speech. Alright? So speech is His sifa. It is His characteristic. And we are allowed to swear oaths by Allah, His names and attributes. So this is the reason why some scholars have allowed that one may take an oath by the Qur'an, believing that this is Allah's speech. Alright? But obviously, what is best? To swear by Allah. So, لَعَمْرُكَ By your life, O Rasulullah wasallam, إِنَّهُمْ Indeed they, meaning the people of Lut salam, لَفِي surely in سَكْرَتِهِمْ They were in their sakra, in their intoxication. لَفِي سَكْرَتِهِمْ Sakra is basically when someone is under the effect of an intoxicant. So for example, someone is really high on drugs or they've had a lot of alcohol. So what happens? Their mind is covered. So these people also, it was as if they were in their intoxication. They were intoxicated by their lust, by their desire and their greed. Yarmahun, They were wandering blindly. Meaning they would not understand a thing that was being said to them. They would not listen to Lut and they would not understand a thing that was being said to them. It was as if he was talking to someone who was drunk. Have you ever tried to have a conversation with a child who's extremely sleepy and hungry and cranky and tired? Anyone here? Do they understand what you're saying? They, they just look at you. They literally just look at you. You call out to them, and it's as if they haven't heard you. You try to make conversation with them and they respond by a loud scream. Nothing's going into their head. Right? So, such were these people. As if they were intoxicated by their desire. They wouldn't understand. Lut is trying to make them understand through one way or another way. They just didn't get it. يَعْمَهُمْ فَأَخَذَتْهُمُ الصَّيْحَةُ مُشْرِقِينَ So the sayha. The scream, the piercing sound, the blast, the loud noise, it seized them, mushriqeen. Mushriqeen, plural of mushriq. Mushriq, not mushrik. That is one who does shirk. Mushriq from ishraq. Are you familiar with the term ishraq? Many of you would be. Ishraq. The time of shuruq, sunrise. Okay? So, Mushriqeen are those who are entering that time. So, فَأَخَذَتْهُمُ الصَّيْحَةُ مُشْرِقِينَ As the morning was coming, that's it. A loud blast, it seized them and they were finished. Whose scream was this? It was صَيْحَةُ Jibril. It was Jibreel's scream. فَجَعَلْنَا So we made عَالِيَهَا It's Ali. Ali from Ulub. What does Ulub mean? To be high. 
So its Ali part, meaning its highest part, the highest part of that town, it was made into Safilaha, Safil, Sufla, Asfal, the low part. The highest part was made the lowest part of that town. How? When something is turned upside down. Upside down. You know, for example, the ceiling, where is that? The highest part of this structure. And this carpet is what? The lowest part. Now imagine, and may Allah protect us, but yani, completely turned upside down. Highest part turns into the lowest part. It's like something is flipped completely. Their entire nation was picked up and thrown back down. Picked up and thrown back down. And as they were thrown back down, وَأَمْطَرْنَا And we sent a rain. We caused to rain. From Matar. Matar is rain. عَلَيْهِمْ upon them حِجَارَةً Stones, rocks. And these stones were min sijil. Of sijil. What is sijil? Hard clay. Baked clay. Like bullets literally. Clay that has been baked. And once it has been baked, it's as good as rock basically. It hurts if it hits someone. So min sijil. And we have done the different meanings of sijil before. So at the same time, this rain was sent on them. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتِ Indeed in that are surely signs لِلْمُتَوَسِّمِينَ For those who discern. متوسمين is from the root letters. وَاوْسِينَ مِيمْ وَسْمْ وَسْمْ is to put a mark on something. To brand something. Like for example, horses. If a person had five horses that were all brown, how would he tell between them? How would he? They would brand the horses you know, with something hot so that they could literally put a mark on them. Because if you paint, if you put something, it's going to come off. Right? So this is wasm. A permanent mark. And a mark of identification. And from the same root is the word ism. And ism is name. Because your name is your identification. Right? So for example, someone says, you know, those three sisters, one of them, which one? Or oh, the one who is named Asma. The one who's named Maryam. Alright? So, mutawassimeen are those who look carefully at the signs and the marks. Who notice the marks. Who notice the marks. Like for example, there's five horses. All are brown. To an ordinary person, it will be five brown horses. But for the owner of the horses, he says, no, no. This horse is this one because it has this mark. And this horse is this one because it has this mark. Is there a difference in the vision of the two people? Yes. One just looks at them on the surface and the other looks for the distinguishing marks. Twins. For us, it's just twins. We don't know who is who. But for the mother, she knows exactly who is who. Why? Because she knows the difference between the eyebrows. And you're like, but I don't see that difference. She's like, no, don't you see it? His are like this and his are like that. Such a subtle difference. Who notices these marks? Someone who reflects. Someone who has deep insight. Someone who has interest. Right? So mutawassimeen are who? Mutafakkireen. Those who reflect. Those who don't just look and move on and pass by. No. Those who look, they stop, they pause, they think, they reflect. And they take a lesson. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتِ لِلْمُتَوَسِّمِينَ And there are many people who look at, you know, such artifacts that have been discovered from such places. 
from the ruins of the people of the past. But what happens? They look and they move on. They look and they move on. They don't take a lesson. Allah says, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِلْمُتَوَسِّمِينَ Stop, observe, reflect, take a lesson, open your eyes. وَإِنَّهَا And indeed it, meaning the place where the people of Lut used to live, this place is situated where? لَا surely be at be doesn't give the meaning of with over here, but gives the meaning of at. Sabil. What is Sabil? Sabil. Way. Path. So the ruins of these cities, Allah says they are still there. Where? On the Sabilim Muqim. On the way that is Muqim, that is established. On the road that is established. Muqim. Muqim is from Iqama, when something is established. An established road. What does it mean? Okay, it's always been there. You know like certain streets or certain roads, they're like not known. Why? Because hardly anyone uses them. Hardly anyone uses them. Like for example, if there's a certain individual who doesn't go on the highways generally, and they're always taking the side streets, then what happens? They know all the side streets. And if they mention to someone, yeah, I go to such and such location by taking this street and then that street and then that street. They're like, what are you talking about? I didn't even know these streets existed. Why? Because I just take the highway straight. Why is it that the highway is well known and the other roads, they're not that well known? Why? Because the highway is more frequented. Right? It's always used because of which it is established. It doesn't die out. It doesn't become unknown. A busy road. What is this busy road? What is this established road? Basically, you know that in the past, people, they traveled from one place to the other for the purpose of trade. Right? People didn't have everything growing in their homeland. So for example, they could have a lot of fruit or a lot of produce, but that did not necessarily mean that they had a lot of you know, such crop with which they could make cloth, for instance. Right? So in order to get good quality cloth, they would have to travel somewhere else. They would take their fruit, sell that over there, and buy the cloth and come back with it. And this trade route, it was all over. And I'm sure you're familiar with this. You studied this in history, that how these trade routes, they connected different parts of the world to different parts. Right? So, Sabil and Muqim, this is the road, the pathway that connected different cities together by which people traveled constantly in their trade journeys. And especially the Arabs, the people of Makkah, later on, they traveled to Sham a lot. Because remember, Makkah, nothing grew over there. And a Sham, a lot of amazing produce, right? Which is still sought after today. So the Arabs would travel to a Sham regularly to purchase food. And on this journey, they would pass by the ruins of the people of Lut. And where are those ruins? Where? Now what is covering them? The Dead Sea, right? Or that whole area is where the towns of Sodom and Gomorrah used to be. And now the scholars have said that it's the Dead Sea covering them. So obviously, I mean, when they passed by such areas where they saw ruins or they saw such strange water where nothing drowns, I mean, there is a big sign over there. Allah says, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتِ لِلْمُتَوَسِّمِينَ If you open your eyes, observe the marks, you will definitely learn a lesson. وَإِنَّهَا لَبِسَبِيلٍ مُقِيمٍ It's not hidden, those ruins, they're visible. 
Indeed, and that is surely a sign for who? For those who believe. Because again, there are many people who notice the marks, hmm? who reflect, who think about, okay, this object okay, that we discovered from this place, it shows that these people used to you know, trade such and such materials. This has come from such and such land, so that means they would travel to that place. I mean, they notice such things. They can even tell you about how old it is. But do they take a real lesson? No. That real lesson can be taken by who? Mu'min, someone who has iman. And what is that lesson? Fear God's punishment. No one is living here forever. Everyone comes in this world for some time. Eventually they will go. What is important is not the things that we possess, the desires that we fulfill. What is important is the marks that we leave behind and what we send forth for ourselves, the actions that we do. So in this is a big sign for those who have iman. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that vision with which we notice things, observe them, and really take a lesson as opposed to just passing a cursory glance over things that happen and things that we witness. Recitation. فَلَمَّا جَاءَ آلَ لُوطٍ الْمُرْسَلُونَ قَالَ إِنَّكُمْ قَوْمٌ مُنْكَرُونَ قَالُوا بَلْ جِئْنَاكَ بِمَا كَانُوا فِيهِ يَمْتَرُونَ وَأَتَيْنَاكَ بِالْحَقِّ وَإِنَّا لَصَادِقُونَ فَأَسْرِ بِأَهْلِكَ بِقِطْعٍ مِّنَ اللَّيْلِ وَاتَّبِعْ أَدْبَارَهُمْ وَلَا يَلْتَفِتْ مِنْكُمْ أَحَدٌ وَامْضُوا حَيْثُ تُؤْمَرُونَ وَقَضَيْنَا إِلَيْهِ ذَلِكَ الْأَمْرَ أَنَّ دَابِرَ هَؤُلَاءِ مَقْطُوعٌ وجاء أهل المدينة يستبشرون قال إن هؤلاء ضيفي فلا تفضحون واتقوا الله ولا تخزون قالوا عن العالمين قال هؤلاء بناتي إن كنتم فاعلين لعمك إنهم لفي سكرتهم يعمهون فأخذتهم الصيحة مشرقين فَجَعَلْنَا عَالِيَهَا سَافِلَهَا وَأَمْطَرْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ حِجَارَةً وَأَمْطَرْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ حِجَارَةً مِنْ سِجِّيلٍ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِلْمُتَوَسِّمِينَ وَإِنَّهَا لَبِسَبِيلٍ مُقِيمٍ 
ان في ذلك لايه للمؤمنين 